1: Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Allen Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13, Palm Springs, From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZTV, channel 14 in Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner cable channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple Jesus coming soon, a landmark in Kali for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A.W. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late Chief Pastor William M. Hans Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you our television audience sings wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. How wonderful it is, TV viewers, that we are able to offer our talents to the Lord, whatever it may be, and share God's word with those around us. By living by example, we allow Jesus' light to shine through us so that others may see Jesus in us. The men and women of our church choir, under the leadership of Emilia Hahn, will sing for us his inspirational song entitled Jesus Lives. Accompanying our choir will be Edith Matsuki on the piano and Paul Carter on the organ. Lord and Savior Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary. He took on the sins of the whole world and became the sacrificial lamb, that we may receive salvation full and free. Are you ready to receive His salvation and seek Him now? The time is running out of years, and soon Jesus will return in clouds of glory, awaiting His bride to come unto Him. The many talents of our church band members under my direction will play this encouraging song entitled, Rise Again. Have you witnessed what Jesus has done, is doing, and will continue to do for you in your everyday lives? The reassuring and uplifting words of this song entitled, The Old Rugged Cross, depicts God's love as sung by our soloist this morning, Pohaku Carter. Accompanying her will be Iris Locke on the piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, and Associate Pastor Trustee Broad Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars.
0: for So
1: Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith, and I will make, and viewers, and will make a way where there seems to be no other way. We read Philippians 3.14, I pressed for the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So forge on, viewers, in all that you set out to do, and remember, with God, all things are possible. He's just a prayer away. Our church choir will once again sing for you this moving and uplifting song titled, The Victor. Please join in singing as the words appear on your screen. As true born-again believers, we try to read God's word daily and live by those words. We instill it in our hearts and teach them to our children and loved ones that they too may experience the peace and joy that comes only from knowing Christ Jesus. Our string ensemble consisting of our band members will play for you this compassionate song entitled, It Was His Love. When a friend, family member, or even an acquaintance seems down and out, the best thing you can do for them is to say a little prayer. Ask the Lord to grant that person the full and complete victory to lead and guide them down the path of righteousness and help them to work all things out to God's honor and glory. Our duet, Seneca Rose Hahn and Kelsey Pualoa will sing this beautiful song entitled, If That Isn't Love. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this awesome number to Mrs. Lynette Kanoa of Waimanaloa, Oahu, Your roles as a Sunday school teacher, office worker, prayer band leader, as well as a prayer wall will not go unrewarded. May Jesus continue to pour out his bountiful blessings pressed down and overflowing upon you in this life and that to come. Have a bright and blessed Sunday.
2: Greetings in the sweet name of Jesus. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat OUR television, time stations, and locations in the continental United States for a viewing audience. Especially if you plan to visit or reside in California, these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KDTV Channel 13 in San Diego from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU tv channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ TV channel 14 of South Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming, from 11 to 12 midnight on station TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner cable 503 in New York City if you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our kingdom of god crusade telecast in its entirety please visit our website on jesuscomingsoon.org and now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state hawaii services are held at the temple every tuesday and friday at 7 p.m on sunday gospel services start at 10 a.m and divine healing services at 7 p.m sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m except on fridays at 10 a.m at okamaki branch church located at 1361 palolo avenue gospel services are held on sundays and wednesdays at 7 p.m the same schedule is observed by our neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by pastor reginald v Casanera senior in kanakakai molokai by pastor Kenneth ml vario in lahaina maui by Pastor Walter I Tinlo in Hilo, Hawaii; by Pastor Leonard K Y Asano Sr. in Koloa, Hawaii; by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikitawian; and by Pastor Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts. AND THE LORD'S WORK, YOU MAY DO SO BY SENDING YOUR DONATIONS TO THE ADDRESS DESIGNATED AT THE CONCLUSION OF THE TELECAST. AND NOW I'D LIKE TO RETURN OUR PROGRAM TO HEAD PASTOR BILLY Hahn JUNIOR, WHO WILL BRING forth HIS SPIRIT-DIRECTED AND SPIRIT-INSPIRED SERMON. PASTOR BILLY? THANK YOU,
1: MELVIN. TODAY, TELECAST VIEWERS, I HAVE AN URGENT PLEA FOR YOU. I SIMPLY WANT TO SAY IT'S TIME TO COME OUT OF THE WORLD. THIS IS NO TIME TO BE COMPROMISING WITH SIN. These are such perilous times in which we live with violence and aggression in our own so-called own backyards, and such sordid events occurring as drive-by shootings in residential areas, public parks, resulting in deaths and injuries, as well as fatal and horrendous terroristic bombings. Our only recourse is to depend on Jesus to make all crooked paths straight, and to protect us with his precious blood and name. Thus, I invite you to partake of today's TV sermon entitled The resurrection of Jesus Christ is our victory. It is very important, dear television viewers, to keep in touch with the Lord Jesus Christ on a daily basis and pursue His righteousness in our lives. Our prayer is that by joining us each Sunday in our weekly Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, you will be blessed and strengthened in your vows to God and it will foster a desire to make yourself right with Him. Perhaps one day soon, You will become an instrument of the Lord and testify of his goodness and mercy to others. In the book of Matthew, we can follow Jesus Christ all the way from the cradle to the grave. One, we hear him preach the greatest sermons ever preached. Two, we see him performing mighty miracles. Three, we see him go through suffering and sorrow for our sakes. And four, we see him die on the cross to save us from sin. And five, we see him buried in Joseph's new tomb. Now let me ask you, does it end there? Will the one who raised others for the grave be conquered by death? The correct answer is no. For no tomb, grave, or catacomb on earth can hold the body of him who created the earth and made man in the image of God. He rose triumphantly over death, hell, and the grave. And because he lives, we too shall live. On the day that Jesus Christ was crucified, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus wrapped his body in burial clothes and spices and laid him in a new tomb. John 19, 38 to 39 describes that event. And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secret for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. We believe that no one believed that we would see Jesus. Christ alive again. That is the way it was and still is to this day. Now Jesus Christ again and again had told them he would rise again. But that thought went right over their heads. While with the disciples, he told them of his coming death and resurrection and described in Matthew 20, 17 19. And Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the 12 disciples apart in the way and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and to the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death and shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify him. And the third day he shall rise again. To the disciples, it was unthinkable that a man could die and then come back again later to live as before. The hours that followed his burial must have been filled with unbearable sorrow and deep grief. Going back to the tomb, just about sunrise on Sunday morning, Mary Magdalene and another Mary approached the tomb as you read in Matthew 28, 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. A great event had happened, and a mighty miracle had been performed, as addressed in the second verse. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Yes, having finished his work, the angel sat down on the stone to wait, reading the following verses five to eight. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. For he is risen as he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall he see him. Lo, I have told you. And he departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples word. Now the women were afraid that his body had been stolen, on the other hand, they must have been filled with joy, for it probably crossed their minds that he could be alive, just as he and the angel had said. In spite of their fears, these two women believed in his resurrection as he ran to tell the disciples. We must remember that the women were the last at the cross, but first at the tomb. It is thrilling to know that the women found his tomb was empty. You may visit Mecca where they say, Muhammad is our prophet and here is his grave. And they show you a tomb decorated with millions of dollars worth of rubies, sapphires, and diamonds. But the Christian can show Jesus is our savior and his tomb is empty. He is not a dead savior, he is risen, he is alive. In China, we can tell them that the empty tomb is what distinguishes true Christianity from all other religions. The founders of them have died, but none of them was ever raised from the dead. Most of the other teachers taught a good standard of ethics, but none of them ever came back from the dead to enable their followers to live up to those high standards. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the only one who rose from the dead and came back to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God, the self gospel he had preached for three and a half years earlier. Thus, Jesus Christ is not only our founder, but also our savior and almighty God. No other religions can call the founder a savior. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, therefore, guarantees our resurrection likewise. Jesus Christ said, because I live, he shall live also. He is called the first fruits of them that did sleep. Dear television viewers, you may go to a mango tree filled with fruit. You pick the first fruit and then later you go back and pick the remaining fruits as they ripen. Thus, Jesus Christ was raised first and became the first fruit of mankind. One day soon, we will hear the trump of God's song. And the dead in Christ shall rise first And we which are alive shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air where mansions in heaven will be waiting for us. Therefore, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your master and Lord and are living a life above sin, you have nothing to fear. Physical death for the believer is called sleep, for he may be awakened at any moment. After the death of Jesus Christ, his disciples were plunged into the depths of disappointment and despair. This was vividly manifested in the case of two men returning to their hometown of Emmaus after those tragic events in Jerusalem as found in Luke 24, 15 to 16. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. When Jesus asked them why they were so sad, they told him about the shameful crucifixion of Jesus Christ And added, but we were trusted that it had been He who should have redeemed Israel. How quickly their sorrow was turned to joy when Jesus Christ finally revealed Himself to them as being their own crucified Savior, alive again forevermore. Now they had more hope than ever before. The glorious light of the resurrection morning dispelled the dark night of death and despair. It is even so today If Jesus Christ had not been raised from the dead, then our preaching and our faith would be in vain. Without the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there would not be a blessing in singing the old rugged cross or power in the blood. In Mark 16, 16, we read the declaration of Jesus Christ as the resurrected Lord. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Today, there are many very noble and upright people who believe that their good life will earn them a home in heaven. But is that not so based on the words of Jesus Christ in John 3, 5? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the seventh verse, it reads, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. To be born of water refers to the baptism by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And to be born of the Spirit are speaking in tongues or in an unknown language as God's seal of redemption in our lives. Thus, it is plain to see that the name of Jesus Christ and the influence of the Holy Spirit are essential in God's plan of salvation for mankind. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 1 through 4 declares three cardinal facts on which our salvation is based, namely the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, but which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. For 40 days after His resurrection, the risen Lord instructed His apostles in the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, teaching them from the Scriptures, Luke 24, 47-48, scripturally presents this for our learning, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in His name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, and ye are witnesses of these things. Peter's great sermon preached on the day of Pentecost was the first step to gaining the salvation of one's soul as recorded in Acts 2:36. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. It is very clear that Jesus Christ is the promised Messiah. No message could have been more unwelcome to the Jews who had rejected his messianic claims and crucified him. While Peter preached in power and demonstration of God's Holy Spirit, they that heard were pricked in their hearts and asked men and brethren, what shall we do? And today, that same question should be in the hearts of every man, woman, and child again. What must I do to be saved? As mentioned earlier, the death, the burial, and resurrection uttered by Paul confirmed what Peter told those who rejected and crucified the Lord of glory in Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God fell upon the 120 believers who tarried in the upper room in Jerusalem. And on the 10th day, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues as a sign to confirm formation of God's first church and the body of Christ of which He is the head, even until this day. On that day, Peter gave the greatest altar call of all time, and 3,000 souls accepted the Lord and were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and filled with the Holy Ghost, as documented in the first 41, then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and that same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Praising God, they had all things common that were acceptable to them, and the Lord Jesus added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Outside the name of Jesus Christ, you cannot be saved, which is confirmed in Acts four twelve. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven, given among men whereby we must be saved. The Roman soldiers had been placed nearby to guard to more Jesus Christ. But what could they do to keep Jesus Christ from being resurrected? They ran back to the city as fast as they could and met with the religious leaders, telling them what had happened. They devised a scheme to keep the people from believing that Jesus Christ had risen by bribing the guards. Matthew 28, 12 to 15 describes this event. And when they were assembled with the elders, and at taking counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. In those days, for a Roman soldier's sleep while on watch was punishable by death. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews unto this day. Even to this very day, Jesus Christ continues to have a tremendous impact on the world so that the power and authority vested in his name has been used over the past 21 centuries. Jesus Christ has influenced the minds and hearts of the same of the greatest people who ever lived. He is alive and offers eternal life to those who will accept and follow him. Jesus Christ can do much more for you personally if you will permit him to take charge of your life. We can all thank God that Jesus Christ is alive today. The disciples met Jesus Christ in Galilee and there he commissioned them to evangelize the world and to spend the rest of their lives winning souls for him. First he told them of the power given unto him in Matthew 28, 18. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He had been lifted from the humility of the cross to a place where he is now preeminent over all things. He had been given the name Jesus Christ that will continue to be a name above every name throughout eternity. Philippians 2, 9 through 11 confirms his name to all mankind. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every name should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus Christ instructed his disciples to preach the gospel to every creature in his name, regardless of a person's nationality, creed, or color. Thus, Jesus Christ gave them the great commission found in Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Go ye, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Jesus Christ commanded his followers to baptize souls in the name of Jesus Christ, and not in the titles of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, because one the name of the Father is Jesus, stated in John 5:43, "I am come in my Father's name, and he receive me not. If another shall come in his name, him he will receive." Two, the name of the Son is Jesus, as referenced in Matthew 1:21, "And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And three, The name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus, as we discover in John 14, 26. But the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Therefore, the term name is in the singular form, not in the plural form. And if you total up these three scriptures, you have the three in one, and the full redemptive name of the Lord Jesus Christ, which provides the salvation of our souls for the titles, cannot save you. In Colossians 2, 9-10, we learn the whole truth pertaining to the salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. For in Him that is Christ Jesus dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power. Therefore, the only correct form of baptism for today and forevermore is found in Acts two thirty-eight, which speaks to baptism in Jesus Christ for the remission of sins that we might receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is our passport to enter heaven. If we are not winning souls for Jesus Christ, we are failures. Our whole mission must point in that direction. Every sermon we preach, every song we sing, every class we teach, every visit we make, every dollar we give, it is to achieve the final goal for the salvation of souls. For he that wins souls for Jesus Christ is a wise man. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is very prominent in the teaching and preaching of the early church. Peter and John were arrested because they preached Jesus Christ and his resurrection from the dead, as noted in Acts 4, 2, 10, and 33. Being grieved that they taught the people and preached to Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Being known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth whom he crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him that this man stand here before you whole. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. The glorious return of the Lord Jesus Christ in clouds of glory is the climax of God's plan of salvation. Before leaving his disciples, Jesus Christ comforted them as we read in John 14, 1-3. Acts 1 9 11 defines the moment of his ascension. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in wet apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. His return is an event of truth along with His birth, crucifixion, burial, resurrection, and ascension and the advent of the Holy Spirit. Luke 21, 33 portrays the truth in God's word, saying, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. When will the Lord Jesus Christ return? It is not stated in God's word. So He wants us to be alert and watching for His return as we find in Mark 13, 32-33. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man no, not the angels in heaven, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. Some time ago, a Chinese gentleman was converted by being born again. In telling about it, he said, I knocked at the door of Buddha, and all that I heard was the hollow echo of the tomb. I knocked at the door of Muhammad, but there was no answer. I knocked at the door of Confucius, but the dust of centuries had gathered upon his tomb, and there was no answer. Then I knocked at the door of Jesus Christ and found him to be alive and well. He came to the door inviting me in, and he saved my soul. Thank God that Jesus Christ has been raised as our Savior and Lord, for that is our victory. If you'd like to know more about God's word, the church, and review our telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. Our church band will close our Easter program with this uplifting and inspirational tune entitled Death Had No (laughs) Terrors.